Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash bookshow. Then go over to morbidlybeautiful.com as we are now part of the Morbidly Beautiful Podcasting Network. It has been established that persons who have recently died have been returning to life and committing acts of murder. Have you checked the children? children. I want to play a game. The box. You opened it. We came. This is the All America Welcome to the latest edition of the All-American Spook Show Podcast. I'm Josh, and I'm joined here with Will. Hey, hey, hey. That's it. It's just us. No Donnie. No. No Professor Wait, Smoke. Yep. That, it's just me and you. Something uh, just came up. <laughs> what? For real? Yeah. The first one you're able to make in God knows how long, and as we start recording, something comes up. All right. Look, I'm kind of feeling bad for you, so I'll stick around. All right. Thanks. Thanks. I'm, I'm especially appreciative. <laughs> well, shit. <laughs> I was going to say that I'm especially appreciative today because we're here to celebrate Mother's Day and only the way we know how by watching Mother's Boys from 1993. Not only have I ever never seen this movie, but I never even heard of it until it got thrown on a, a wheel spin. We were just throwing up some uh, uh, thriller and horror movies that would you know fit somewhat of a Mother's Day criteria, and this is the one that it landed on, so... <laughs> This should be interesting to say the least, but at least at least I have you. At least at least I'm not talking to myself here. So happy, happy. <laughs> Turns out <laughs> Willie's been dead for five years, and you just heard nothing but. Whenever I was expecting a response, it would just be. <laughs> or you'll uh, hear the, uh, the the creeping sound of what is it, the uh, rain or the grudge. <laughs> <laughs> I think they use that. I think they use that that same basic noise in like both movies. To be honest with you, <laughs> been a while since I've seen either. But yeah, so uh, th- this is how we're going to celebrate uh, Mother's Day, so to speak. You know, I know it's a little, uh, you know, close to a week early. It's the Monday before Mother's Day here, but we figured it'd make more sense to to kind of do one now uh, instead of interfering with our schedule. As far as like next Monday, we have our next cult corner selection, and uh, we'll let you know what that's going to be at the end of the episode. And we'll also talk about what our big summer series is going to be we've already talked about it a couple of times but we'll we'll throw that out at the end as well if you haven't listened to recent episodes uh you might be interested in hanging around to see what we're going to be doing this summer so lots of stuff also, to talk I, w- I want to say like god almighty this this movie for mother's day really like <laughs> like this is the best we could come up with well like i said it's just random wheel spin i mean I, we had to be honest with you we had better selections on the uh the old wheel but this is the one that it landed on, so you know we're, we're beholden to fate. After, we, after I've seen this one, we we should just go back to the wheel. They should just cancel Mother's Day <laughs> <laughs> after this. Um, but anyways, yeah. Before we get into it, uh, we encourage you to go over to aaspookshow.com. That's the center of the Spook Show universe. That's where you can access our YouTube page, um, where we have uh, at least four different series that we do every month including Spook Show Rewind, Hammer Horror, In Order, 
Video Vortex, and Grindhouse Gutter. All those can be found over there. They all have different uh, genres and different things going on on each uh, series. So they're obviously a lot more short form over there. They usually average around 10 to 15 minutes. So it's a quick watch, something cool. Uh, so we encourage you to go check those out. Also head over there on aaspookshow.com. That will connect you to our Patreon, which you can also find at patreon.com slash aaspookshow. Over there, you get your monthly video mini-sode, including the lib- uh, the segment the Library of the Professor. And uh, the main event, of course, is Crapster Peace Theater. And uh, boy, last month, Caddyshack 2. That was uh, that was what you made us watch back in April. We still haven't got, the, as of the recording of this, we still don't have the final numbers to tell you what's coming up on May 26th for the 15th Crapster Peace. Can you believe that we're about to have the 15th Crapster Peace Theater? Good <laughs> Lord. That's 14 pieces of shit. Down. One, at least one more to go. One of these months, we're just going to say, fuck it. We're not doing this anymore. <laughs> that is that is one big BM is yeah. what it is. <laughs> big, big, stinky, long one. But yeah, that, the the next Crapster Peace Theater, which you can only get on patreon.com slash Show. That's a Patreon exclusive. That comes out on May 26th. So uh, stick to social media and everything. We'll, we'll have the numbers tabulated and everything. We'll be able to tell you exactly what we're going to be watching there pretty soon. It was a pretty pretty dim list it was like son of the mask god i'm forgetting what all else it's a it's a it's a horrible horrible <laughs> list of movies okay here it is son of son of the mask the wicker man Gotti, and fart the movie <laughs> so we don't, <laughs> we don't know what we'll be watching yet but we'll let you know soon so uh also before we get into it we want we always want to try to get it out on front street we are a spoiler filled podcast so if for whatever reason you want to watch mother's boys and you haven't yet uh, which I, I wouldn't think there's a, a massive audience of people like got to get around to mother's boys, but hey, you never know. I mean, look, I'll be honest. I, I say, uh, just listen to us. Don't watch. Them yeah. Well, we encourage that a lot. This is probably another one of those, but if, if you must hit pause now, go check it out and then come back. We'll, we'll, we'll be hanging around waiting on you. So, um, yeah, with all that out of the way, we'll go ahead and toss to the trailer for mother's boys. They had made a life for themselves without her. You left those boys. It took me a long time to forgive myself. But things are about to change. I want you out of here. We should have never left. You're right, you should have never left. Because Jude's come back. She wants to see you all. She left us. I don't want to see her. It's over, Jude. I don't love you anymore. And this divorce... Sizing up the competition. There is no competition. ...is going to be a nightmare. I want to come home, and she won't let me. Robert, this is Kelly. You better get over here right now. You just have to stop whatever it is you're doing. All I ever wanted was for us to be happy. Stay away from us! The law's on her side. She's their mother. She's got your dad under some kind of spell. She's probably a sociopath. Shut up. But there's nothing you can do. You could lose the boys. Do something. Do you see what you've done? Robert! Jamie Lee Curtis, Peter Gallagher, Joanne Wally Kilmer, and Vanessa Redgrave. Mother's Boys. All right, there you go. That's the trailer for that. So uh, 
like I said off the top, I had never even heard of it, much less watched it. I, I'm assuming it's probably the same for you, right? Uh, I mean, I did work at a video store. I feel like I remember this being on the shelf. You know, it was, you know, probably like six or seven years old by the time, or maybe three years old. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> God, I'm old. Because I'm looking at this. It came out in 94, <laughs> and I was working at the video store in 97. So uh, oh, wow, yeah. I, I think I do remember like a cover of this being on the shelf. Yeah. And this did, you know, we'll, we'll get into that here in just a second, but this did get a theatrical release. So it's not like it was just one of those straight to video, uh, you know, fodder for uh, video vortex over on our YouTube channel kind of, kind of thing. This was, this actually was something that got released and has some name value and had, and had a surprisingly high budget and everything. And we'll go over that. But yeah, I, I don't remember it. I mean, maybe it was just one of those ones that wasn't in my wheelhouse back then. I mean, this came out, let's see, what was the date? It came out, March 18th, 1994. So I was 13 at the time. This isn't in my wheelhouse. You know, <laughs> this probably isn't one that <laughs> what, I would movie called mother's boy. Was it in your 13 year old wheelhouse? Mother's Boys. <laughs> you mean a psychological thriller starring Jamie Lee Curtis? It doesn't appeal to 13 year olds. <laughs> what? Yeah. So I don't, it, it completely escaped me. And I think it completely escaped most people. This movie was also known as I did find one alternative title. Obsession. That was the Canadian title of this obsession. Honestly, that, that title probably makes slightly more sense than mother's boys. I mean, not that mother's boys is nonsensical, you know, there's, you know, to the plot of the movie, but I I don't know. Maybe they would have sold a few more tickets to obsession. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with you on that one. I saw somewhere where they said this had drawn some like critical, um, ire. Really? Well, just on the sense of like that they that basically they said that it was a carbon copy in a lot of ways of Fatal Attraction. Just take that movie's plot, insert it here. You basically got the same thing, except you know they're fighting over kids. I think is you know what I recall is the major difference. It's been a while since I watched Fatal Attraction, but <laughs> even like the poster, if you if you uh, get a chance to hunt down like the poster for this movie, it does kind of look a little bit like the poster for Fatal Attraction a little bit. So it's cl- I can kind of I can kind of get that, but I also hear uh, people say I look just like Brad Pitt, except I have a different face, yeah. I'm taller, and I have no hair, different different body. <laughs> All that to say, I look nothing like but, Brad Pitt, but better personality. So there's that. <laughs> really? Uh, well, okay. I don't know Brad Pitt, <laughs> but I know you. So there you go. Uh, but the movie debuted in October of 1993 at a uh, film festival in Italy called. Uh, M-I-F-E-D. I'm not sure. It's like Milan, Italy or something like that, I guess, is what it stands for. But it was released March 18th, 1994. It was produced by Dimension Films and CBS Productions. And it was distributed by Miramax Films. Uh, This movie is rated R. Although you stop short of like, why is this rated R? And then you think of a couple of scenes. Oh, yeah, that's why. (laughs) Total runtime of one hour and 36 minutes on IMDb is listed as a drama slash thriller. Uh, it was filmed in Pasadena, California, in various areas around Pasadena there from December 7th of 1992 to February 5th of 1993. Forget this, a budget of $8 million. Now that has to be like to get some of the talent they got here, right? I mean, oh, cause I think, uh, you don't, you don't see 8 million on the screen unless you're looking at Jamie Lee Curtis, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. I think six and a half million, uh, went to cash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Because I, I I saw that number, I was like, "Whoa, eight million! What the fuck?" Yeah, 
maybe that maybe they spent the money on that and a couple of key scenes, like you know, toward the end and everything. Maybe, you know, because I'm sure that wasn't cheap to pull that off. Other than that, but it went on to gross. A, this is the worldwide gross. Remember the budget, eight million bucks, seven hundred and thirty-seven thousand dollars. <laughs> Yikes! And most of that was most of that was in its opening weekend. Uh, I have the top ten in the box office. This was the uh, weekend it came out of March 18th through the 20th, 1994. And surprise, surprise, it did not make the top 10. It was number 21 <laughs> in its opening weekend. It made $318,000 in its opening weekend. And that's on 140 screens. Now, granted, that's not like a thousand something screens that most big uh, movies get released on. But still, uh, there are movies that were on less screens that made more money as I look down this list. Uh, but the top 10 were number 10, eight seconds, which is probably about how long this movie lasted in theaters. Yeah, I think that was like a bull riding thing, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it's that one, yeah. Yeah. Number nine, Greedy. Number eight, in its 17th week at the box office, Mrs. Doubtfire. It had, uh, oh. it had crossed over the $200 million threshold at this point. Number seven, The Riff. Number six, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Number five, Lightning Jack. Number four, Schindler's List. That had been out for 14 weeks at the time. Number three in its opening week, Monkey Trouble. Number two, Guarding Tess. And number one in its opening week, you're going to love this, Naked Gun 33 and a third, the final insult. <laughs> I would say, though, there, there was some there was some, uh, there was some fairly stiff competition as far as 1994 is concerned here, you know, like, uh, not that, not that uh, uh, Mother's Boys is <laughs> is any real competition <laughs> in any of these movies, but you at this time, this weekend, you're going to the movies in February or in March of 1994, and you have your choice between Mother's Boys or Mrs. Doubtfire, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, na- the, the latest Naked Gun flick, Schindler's List. Yeah, I think you're going to go see any of those <laughs> five times before you'd see this movie, right? Oh yeah. yeah, it's always interesting though to when we have those to take a look back and see what it was up against. But yeah, n- not much of a not much of a competition. Uh, this movie was based on a novel by Bernard Taylor, which that novel came out in 1988. Bernard Called Basic Instinct. <laughs> well, I think it was. Oh, the, sorry. I think it was the same title, <laughs> Mother's Boys. But uh, Bernard Taylor also wrote the novel The Godsend in 1976, and that was a uh, became a film called you know of the same title, The Godsend. That was released by Canon in 1980. So, in a roundabout way, we just tied this movie to Canon, which, if this had been made by Canon, probably would have been more entertaining than what we got here. <laughs> All right, so this was directed by Yves Simino, and he would best be known, possibly, for making the film Blind Trust. Uh, he made a TV miniseries called Napoleon, and he actually won a primetime Emmy for Outstanding Made for TV Movie for Bury My Heart at Wounded Knee, which came out in 2007. So, I did go on to have some success, although I, I doubt it was based just on this. Like, ooh, ooh, that guy that made Mother's Boys, let's get him. The screenplay was written by Barry Schneider, who would best be known for writing Ruby, Roller Boogie, Class of 1984, Deadly Force. All those are much better movies than this one. <laughs> and it was also written by Richard Hawley. He was the producer on one of your favorites, Heavy Metal. Oh, uh, Lord, that movie. <laughs> Also, <laughs> also the movie The Hunted and much later on Seabiscuit. He was a producer on that. Much more success as a producer, honestly, than a writer. This movie stars Jamie Lee Curtis as Jude, 
of course you w- listeners of this show and most anybody would know her best from uh, her role in true lies and yeah of course well of course that's what i was going to say <laughs> but then there's also this little thing the halloween franchise <laughs> that she was a part of i don't even remember how many at this point but at least five or six of them <laughs> well, hell, maybe more than that with this new trilogy so yeah it, Six no, or no, seven. No, no. People would really know her from the Activia commercials. <laughs> well, these days you're probably right. <laughs> and also these days from the most recent film that came out last year, everything everywhere all at once, because uh, not only did that film win an Oscar, which, you know, she gets a cut of that, but she won finally for the first time in her career, best supporting actress Oscar. So she finally won a solo acting Oscar. Uh, for Congratulations her to her. Everything, well everywhere, all at once. Not not often we get to talk about Oscar winners here on uh, Spook Show. So, yeah, definitely, for, if nothing else, for her body of work throughout you know, the last 40 years or so, however long it's been, Jamie Lee Curtis, well-deserved. It also stars Joanne Whaley as Callie. Uh, she would probably best be known from being in the movie Willow and that Disney Plus series. Uh, she was uh, Sorsha in the movie and in the show. Uh, she was also had a small role in Pink Floyd's The Wall, which that's awesome. And uh, she also had a, a, a fairly good uh, role in one of the seasons of uh, Daredevil. I'm not sure which season it was uh, or even which character she was right away, but she was in the uh, that, that Netflix series Daredevil, which now I think they've moved over to Disney+. Plus. Also stars Vanessa Redgrave as Lydia. That's the, uh, the, the lady that plays Jude, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis's mom, Jude. She plays the role of Lydia in this. She would best be known from Corey Lannis, Atonement, Howard's Inn. I mean, she's been in tons of movies and some television, but like, you know, she's a, a classical actor, you know, so you, she's a recognizable face from a lot of things. Uh, Luke Edwards as Kez, he's the oldest boy in the movie. He would probably best be known from being the little boy in The Wizard. He was, I want to say like Fred Savage's brother in The Wizard. Do you remember that one? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's him. Fast forward how many like, ever years later this was. Yeah, for like a quick second, I almost thought it was the the kid that was in Terminator 2. No, uh, oh God, I can't think of his name, but yeah, I, I could see that, but not quite. Yeah, um, yeah, no, no, no. Like after after thinking that, I like took a closer look and I said, oh, that's definitely not him. But yeah, yeah. I could definitely see that kid as a, as a young actor playing this role. That Yeah, the same type of role, yeah. Yeah. Um, he also, right after this, or right around the same time that this movie came out, he was in another movie called Little Big League. You remember that one? 94. I'll get on that one. Uh, another one of those like Little League baseball movies with you know kids and stuff. So not quite the yeah. Sandlot, but in the same vein. you know. And uh, for listeners of this show, you might remember that he was in Jeepers Creepers 2. It also has well-known character actors such as Josh Ackland, Paul Guilfoyle, Judith Roberts, all recognizable faces from uh, other TV shows and movies and stuff. So I think uh, cast-wise, that's not the problem with this movie. <laughs> right. I think the casting is pretty good. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's really about all I had. There's not much like deep dive type stuff on this one. This is more like just kind of throw stuff out, right? So, did you find anything? Uh, about the only thing was more like I found this on IMDb. Apparently this is the first time that Jamie Lee Curtis plays a villain. Yeah, I mean, come to think of it, now that you say that, I don't, I don't recall it very often, in you know, in, in a lot of her movies. Yeah, probably definitely at the time it would have been the first. Yeah, probably about right. Yeah. It's intermission time. Time to pause and refresh at the snack bar. 
During this short break, you can treat your taste of good food and sparkling cold beverages, including delicious Coca-Cola. If you're hot dog hungry, we have them. Sizzling, juicy hot dogs served in warm, oven-fresh buns, plus a complete menu of all your favorites. Visit the Refreshment Center now. Enjoy delicious food and ice-cold Coca-Cola. For you, the listeners of the All-American Spook Show, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out the service. So I hopped on over to Audible, and I just typed in Mother's Boys to see what would come up. And believe it or not, we, we more than I would think popped up. I have th- uh, 31 results, so I'll read you just a few here. We've got This Boy and His Mother, Healing from Trauma as a Gay Latter-day Saint by Preston Jenkins. And that one's almost five hours long. Mother's Boy. A Stunning Novel of Cornwall, War and Hidden Love by Patrick Gale. That one's almost 11 and a half hours long. I wonder if it's a companion piece to the first one. <laughs> well, there is, a, there is another book even taught called Mother's Boy, A Writer's Beginnings by Howard Jacobson. That one's almost nine hours long. So, uh, yeah, if any of that floats your boat. That, and that's just a few examples just of a random thing that you type in. Truly, you can, we've proven that you can type in just about anything. And you'll find something that might may or may not interest you, or at least something like, wow, I can't believe that something exists that is tied to this topic. So uh, to download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash spookshow. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash spookshow for your free audiobook. So I'm going to hop on back over to IMDb, and I'm going to click on plot summary, if I can find it. There it is, to see what it says on uh, on here. And surprise, surprise, there's only one. I really didn't expect five of them because sometimes we'll click on it and there's literally like five or six. Some of them are really long. Now, we only got one. And this one was submitted by Volker Baum over on IMDb. Jude Madigan abandons her husband, Robert, and her three sons without any explanation. Three years later, Jude inexplicably returns to reunite her family. However, Robert and his new lover, Callie, see Jude for the true psychopath she is and try their best to protect their sons. Jude embarks on a non-stop stalking and harassment campaign against the family and even seduces her eldest son, Kez, into committing her acts of violence. Boy, the way they frame that last, that last little bit, that's, that's, a, little, that's a little stiff, but it's, it's kind of on the head, right? <laughs> Yikes. You could say that. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, um, yeah. This is, this is why I was saying, like, why this movie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because we appreciate mothers, right? Okay. <laughs> well, if so, man, you're pretty fucked in the head. <laughs> well, the movie starts straight up with Kez. The, uh, you know, you, you, you come in to find out that's his name, and uh, he's the oldest of the three boys that they have. He just straight up murders a frog. Well, uh, the, the frog's already dead, but he just mutilates the frog. <laughs> so instantly you're just like, what the fuck's wrong with this kid? Because it's like, you know, he's in science class, and they have the frogs that are about to dissect. And instead of just doing what he's supposed to do, he just takes the scalpel and just starts stabbing it. So clearly you can tell that he's got some issues right away. Well, yeah, but like, like also like during the beginning of this, uh, there's, it, it almost seems like flashbacks to ocean water, like moving around. <laughs> yeah. But it doesn't make any sense. Like, like why is he daydreaming about that? Because it hasn't happened yet. And <laughs> the mean, yeah. In the meantime, you can hear like lines from the movie that happened maybe 10 or 15 minutes later in the movie. Yeah. You know, it's like you can hear some lines that, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's character, Jude says in the, in the opening credits. And then like 10 minutes later, Oh, here's, here's where that happens. Kind of thing. You know, it's just, it was weird. So it's a weird yeah. opening. 
I don't think it's one to really pull you in at all either. No. I mean, because no, sometimes no, a movie was... can kind of pull you in, you know, in the first five or ten minutes. Like, okay, let's see what's up, you know. But this one is just like, oh, you know, you know, from yeah. the beginning, like, oh god, this is gonna be this is gonna be one of those, isn't it? You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Later, Jude meets with Callie. Now, Jude is the mom that is trying to come back to her family. Like, she left for some unexplained reason. Now she's back, and not only does she want her boys, like, because she has three boys with this guy, not only does she want the boys back, but she wants, like, her family back. Like, she wants her husband, too, like, because I guess they're, technically, they're separated. They haven't, like, finalized their divorce. So, I guess she just wants to step right back in, like, nothing has happened, you know, since she's been gone for three years. Crazy is crazy does. In the meantime, he has met another woman named Callie, and she's, like, an assistant principal or something like that at their school. So Jude goes to the school to meet with Callie and then they have this conversation like they don't know each other. Right. And then she leaves. But my question is, wouldn't you think she fucking recognize? Look, I get it. Like in the sense of like you date, you date, she's dating this guy. Maybe he doesn't want to disclose his whole history or something like that. But you would think at some point she would have seen a picture of Jude you know, in that, like, well, I'm in this serious relationship for the last couple of years. He's got boys and everything. You think there'd be a picture around that she no, would recognize no, this person, but nope. She's a well-to-do 28 year old, so <laughs> you know she's got she's got things to do. Yeah, she got no time to look at pictures. <laughs> I mean, you would think she would have recognized her right off the bat as soon as she comes in, but no, no, no. Oh yeah, 100. Yeah, a little bit later on in the movie when Callie has horror spray painted on the side of her car. Now you quickly put together, you deduce that it was Jude that did this, but you don't know that. Right. But I like that her, her move when she's got horror on a white car spray painted in black is to just spray paint it with more black paint. (laughs) Like that's not how you address this situation. Like, Like this could almost be from a certain point of view. Uh, maybe maybe the, the, the new girlfriend is losing it because yeah. she has the exact same color of paint yeah. that was already on the car. <laughs> I'm going to exacerbate this situation by just spray painting my entire side of my car in black instead of painting over it with a similar color or, I don't know, just taping, uh, put some tape or tape some paper over the side of it until you can take it to the shop or something. No, I just made this way worse. I, I want this big black block on the side of my car what the fuck (laughs) once again a little bit later on jude comes back to the school to talk to callie and then callie's like no like you know i'm not gonna leave he's my man like we're we're gonna make this work you know whatever the conversation was and then jude just fucking flips out and like basically starts doing the old i'm gonna beat the shit out of myself routine you know slinging herself around the room and stuff and knocks over a, a picture i think it was right like a picture frame and takes yeah, a I almost of- wonder if, if uh, like Fight Club took that scene just straight from there because yeah. it is it's pretty close. Yeah, but what are the odds that any this movie has influenced anything that came after it? <laughs> Dude, you never can tell. That might be like that director's like favorite movie. Yeah, for some reason, <laughs> I love the the intricacies of the plot of Mother's Boys. So. <laughs> <laughs> This influenced Fight Club. I, like, look, all jokes aside, issues, yeah, yeah, all jokes aside, you might be, you know, you never know. You really never know, but I doubt it. But 
Yeah, like she picks up the the piece of the frame, the glass, and then just does the old Ric Flair, Dusty Rhodes move across the top of her forehead. And now she's bleeding. And then, of course, right at that moment, the principal walks in. Now Callie, uh, you know, is in trouble or whatever. It just looks bad for her, right? Like, she just, she just beat the shit out of me. <laughs> Meanwhile, wink, wink, nothing happened. Meanwhile, like, 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 as I was watching that scene, I was like, all right, Callie's knuckles aren't messed up. <laughs> No. Uh, yeah, you would think she's on like, the complete other side of the room. <laughs> and if you really wanted to like get technical about it, all right, can we do some fingerprints on this stuff just to show that my fingers are nowhere near it? Yeah. <laughs> As you can clearly see. Yeah, because if nothing else, Jude would have probably cut her hand too, just picking up glass and cutting right. her right, you know, so like well, put two and two together, like just look at the situation here. You could probably f- easily figure it out, but that doesn't help the plot of the movie. So none of that happened. <laughs> then you get to the, I, I would say this has got to be, you know, if anyone has actually ever seen this movie, this has got to be one of the more infamous scenes of the movie. I would think the bath, the, hey, what are we about to talk about? The, the bathroom scene, the Jude and her oldest boy, Kez. <laughs> Ahead, if I, I didn't know what I was looking it. at here, th- this is like straight up seduction of her yeah. oldest boy, right? I mean, like, because, and it's on both sides too, because it's not just as simple as like, well, she's trying to get in his head, you know, obviously she is, she's trying to, you know, she's gaslighting this boy, right? To get him mm-hmm. to do shit she wants him to do. But even before she pulls that shit on him, she goes in there like, you know, because apparently like th- the way this starts is. She takes him out, like just the two of them, whatever they went to. I don't remember what they did. They went bowling. They went and had pizza. I don't know. Whatever the fuck, you know, they did together, right? Went and saw a movie. I think that's what it was. They went and saw a movie. So they come back to. Go ahead. They come come back to her house. (laughs) And there was a bunch of Mike's Hard Lemonade. No. (laughs) They come back to her apartment or whatever. And Chris Hansen. (laughs) Yeah. He said, why don't you put the Mike's Hard Lemonade over there on the counter and have a seat? That's what should have happened. The, the, the sun just kind of vanishes. <laughs> <laughs> just goes into the back room. You never, never see him. Again. <laughs> this podcast is just taking a turn. <laughs> well, this movie took a turn here, I think. <laughs> um, so she's like, well, instantly like, well, I'm going to go take a shower. And then she starts stripping going down the hall. Like, you know, she's just throwing her clothes everywhere. She goes into the bathroom, starts to starts the water. And then meanwhile, little pervert there Kez, he sneaks around the corner to look at his mom nude what he missed her <laughs> yeah i really i really missed her all these years i need to go find out oh she's there she's naked i'm just gonna stand here and watch i mean he's just straight up you know fucking you know peeping john his mom knowing yeah. that she's nude in there right yeah then he goes oh you know he goes away and then she calls him to come back in there and once like they're 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 talking back and forth about how important she is to him or he is to her and everything and then she stands up nude and says turn around and look at this <laughs> <laughs> can, can, can i just uh can we just say it was a creepy scene and move on instead of no no we need to describe the, the intricacies stopping the podcast and going like play no, by no, play no. <laughs> look look here's the reason <laughs> We don't got much else to talk about here, so this is pretty fucked up. You do it, boy. When it lacks in gore, it, it brings you in spades of like, God damn. <laughs> if th- this scene was clearly put there 
in all honesty, to give you that cringe feeling, and boy, did it come across. Or well, yeah, obviously that and like, wait a minute, Jamie Lee Curtis is willing to to go nude, you know, damn near full <laughs> frontal. Okay, let's figure out a way to and work I, this in. But I guarantee, like, and then the scene that you're talking about, she stands up and you see her butt. Yes, but you do see her. I give you, I give you a hundred dollars. That's not her. That's that's a butt double. <laughs> you might be right. You might be right. Who knows? We. We don't know that for sure. You, you might be right. But either way, it's still a fucked up scene. And uh, yeah, it, it, if nothing else, it achieves to make you uncomfortable. So if that's what they were going for, then kudos <laughs> to old Yves Semino and the rest of the gang there because they, they achieved it. <laughs> that, a little bit later on when Kez has like a nightmare and then uh, he just has the, there's this, basically it's only there to serve as a jump scare. Yeah. He has this nightmare of like his dad charging into the room, right? And there was one where like uh, the the mom earlier in the movie, yeah, where they don't but, really do anything other than just like ah, you know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's like, it. Like acknowledge that it's a dream sequence, yeah, yeah, and then oh, you wake up, but it's just there for but the I jump scare. Right? I feel like like for that time, that was that was probably like the best. I don't know, like creepy walk look mm-hmm. like yeah. probably of that time like you know it gives you that creepy feeling it just happened too quick mm-hmm. uh, a little bit later in the movie when lydia the, the grandma when she falls down the stairs so like they're gonna play a prank on callie they call they call it trials and lydia overhears them like no you're not gonna do this uh I, i'm gonna call and tell your dad right now and then kez freaks out it's like no no don't call and then he didn't necessarily push her down the steps, but it, I guess, you know, just grabbing her arm was enough to, you know, trip her old ass up and <laughs> send her tumbling down the stairs. <laughs> We're using technical terms. Here yeah, on, yeah, on of course. Yeah. Well, I thought for sure this was going to be her first death in the yeah. movie, but no, no, it wasn't. She survived it. Basically, I think she just got shocked from falling down the stairs. <laughs> Didn't I think they even said that? Like, yeah, she's all right, you know, except she's in shock. Okay, well, fuck. So not only is she not dead, no. she didn't even break anything. She just freaked out, you know? <laughs> Any bruises? No, they, no, just in shock. They couldn't even bother to show a broken leg or arm or something. No, she's just, <laughs> she's just in shock. Meanwhile, her daughter walks in and she's chatty Kathy. Yeah. And then immediately tries to snuff her ass out. Yeah. Because she goes into this, and I guess this kind of uh, is as best you're going to get in this movie to explain why any of this is going on. They never really explain it, do they? Like, why did she leave in the first place? Other no, than they just, never explain that. Yeah, they just say, well, you know, she's just a, she's a wild one. You know? She's a wackadoo. Yeah, yeah, she just takes off. Like, because they, they explained at some point that uh, when she had the oldest, Kez, that she had some, like, postpartum depression or something, I believe they said, and then she left when he was, like, three months old but came back. And then when this incident happened three years prior, she just fucking just, well, we got three kids, bye. And then three years later, decides to show back up all crazy. But they never at any point really explain it other than this scene where Jude tries to snuff her mom out, right? At some point in the past, when Jude was younger, she watched her dad commit suicide. Like, he (laughs) opened up the window of, like, a 20-story building and just walked out. (laughs) So (laughs) that's as good an explanation as you get, you know, in this movie as to why she's a little cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, I guess, is that that fucked her up. Right, I guess is about all you yeah, get. I mean, I, I can understand, you know, 
somebody yeah, having some issues. I do. Them, I, I, I totally get it. But like, they just didn't do a good job of explaining things in this movie as to like, all right, why did she leave? Why did she come back? Why is any of this? You know, <laughs> they didn't do a good job of that. Why this movie? <laughs> how this movie? Eight million bucks. That's how. <laughs> yeah. So eventually they do get around, the boys get, do get around to playing trials with Callie. They handcuff her and then she's freaking out like, all right, let me out of these cuffs. And then they, what does he push her back in the chair or something? And the chair goes back and it knocks her out. I believe that's how it yeah. happened. Right. <laughs> Conveniently quickly too. Yeah. Boom. She's out. Meanwhile, the boys are kind of fussing between each other. Like, you know, we shouldn't have done this, you know, and then the youngest boy, Ben, he goes and gets, once Callie wakes up, he goes to get her a glass of water and, you know, like a, a real glass, right? And he runs back across and gets tripped up and falls. The glass shatters and then he gets stabbed in the chest, like on the right side of the chest uh, with a piece of the glass. So now, you know, this is the first time you really you've seen any blood, right? Other than the grandma falling down the steps. Th- this is it. Yeah. Michael kind of, you know, like, because Kez wasn't going to let them take Ben to the hospital, even though he's sitting there with a piece of glass stuck in his chest. Uh, no, no, no. We still need to do this because Jude said, you know, you uh, she's going to come not, not to leave after 10 o'clock, whatever convoluted fucking thing was going on. Don't here. let her leave before 10. Yeah. Yeah. That was the thing. So like, no, we can't let her leave. So he's just got to bleed out. <laughs> um, <laughs> The middle kid logic. Yeah. The middle boy, Michael, he's like, no, this, this is wrong. So he lets Callie loose. Callie takes Ben and runs, you know, like literally was trying to take the car. They wouldn't let her in the car. So she just takes Ben and starts running with him. Like, I got to get him to the doctor. Right. Kez comes out with Michael. They get in the car and then they basically start chasing. Now, what was the end game here? Like he was going to run her down while holding his young brother. I mean, like it got off the rails here, right? Like, <laughs> No, no, I think I think the they were gonna stop her from going there, but uh Jude had cut the brake line. Yeah, that's right. Okay, okay. Yeah. I forgot about the brake line bit. Yeah. So he sees Kez is driving, Michael's with him. They see Callie holding Ben like in this bridge. He can't stop because they had cut the brake line. And then right at that moment, uh their dog, who you've seen off and on throughout the movie, I think his name was Chaco or something like that. Jude, well, Jude had the dog. Jude had the like, dog on the other side of the bridge and like, just kind of like threw a ball out there like, go get it. And meanwhile, they have to swerve the car to avoid the dog. And of course it hits like the side of the, the embankment and goes off, like hanging off the side of a cliff. Um, like all cars do. Yeah. <laughs> per- perfectly going full speed because there was no brakes. It perfectly <laughs> lands about 10 foot down on a limb and doesn't go all the way down. Um, that, that's what I was talking about with the budget. Like whatever amount they had left over from paying Jamie Lee Curtis to be in this, they spent on, uh, that set piece with the, uh, <laughs> the car yeah. on the side of the cliff. Callie goes over, sets Ben down and then climbs down the side of the cliff, manages to get Michael out and up the cliff. And then as she's getting Kez out of there, that's when Jude kind of comes down to, uh, to help. Or so she makes Kez think like, let go, of, let go of Callie's hand. I, I'm stronger. I can hold on to her. Then as soon as she grabs her hand, she lets go of it. But Callie manages to grab a hold of the door before she falls. And then, well, I think it just kind of rocks a little bit. And then Jude like takes yeah. a header off the, like nobody pushed <laughs> she goes, her. <laughs> she does the goofy down the cliff. So Jude is dead. 
that's pretty much the end of it, right? Like, I guess they, they get back up. (laughs) They get back up off the cliff. The end. That was, that was it. So there you go. The high stakes, high drama, psychological thriller, mother's boys. (laughs) Happy mother's day. I guess we'll start with you. What, what do you, what do you think star for your star rating and everything? Oh Lord. Oh, that's what I was thinking. (laughs) Like those dream sequences, I think I thought came out really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, if if their purpose was to creep you out by the whole shower scene or yeah bath scene, yeah. Uh, that worked. Yeah, but like man, nothing else in this movie worked. Mm. I don't think it was. I think it was just poor, poor material to work with. So I mean, I don't blame the actors, but uh, God, I, I don't. Maybe a star and a quarter. The acting is fine in the movie. I think even from the boys, it's pretty good considering, you know, yeah, usually, yeah. usually it's pretty dry. I mean, I think the boys in this one do, do a pretty good job, especially the, uh, the oldest boy, Kez. Oh, Luke Edwards. I, I thought he did, you know, pretty good job, but, um, and, you know, and you got some, some good character actors in this. So it's, you know, oh, it's, hey, it's that guy and that, and that lady, you know, some recognizable faces. The problems weren't there. The problems were just, there's just nothing going on here. There's no, it didn't feel very high stakes. Until you yeah, get toward there's the, no hook. Yeah, yeah. Until you get toward the end, you know, they did get some stakes out there with the boy Ben falling and getting stabbed. You know, like oh, you know, there are stakes there like quick you need to quickly get this kid to a hospital kind of thing. And you know, that I think the final little bit, you know, there's something there. Although it, it is a it's a somewhat unsatisfying end to Jude's character, where she just kinda yeah. like it just kinda jostles and she flips off the top of the car. And takes a header like, and and then they don't even let you see it. Yeah, you know, come on, at yeah, least like, let it, like nobody nobody saved the day. It was just uh, happenstance that yeah. the the car moved. Yeah. Oh damn, she fell. Well, shit. You know, it all worked out, but damn. <laughs> but usually, at least at least cut back and let you see the dead body laying there. Yeah. Yeah. They, they didn't even do that. It's just like she just fell, and like, well, it's assumed she fell to her death. The end. You know, but. Well, no, no, that was the uh, flashbacks that he was thinking about at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Oh, uh, that hadn't happened yet. Mm-hmm. Is uh, He was looking down at the water where I'm assuming her body sank to the bottom of the ocean. Mm, yeah. Um, so what'd you say? A star and... Star and a quarter. Yeah, I'm going to go I'm gonna go about the same. I, I can't really give it much more or less. You know, that's probably about right. Um, it's not, it's, it's not the worst, you know, thing that we've ever watched. That's for sure. <laughs> like, it's not garbage bell kids. <laughs> Uh, or anything like that. It's just just not good. It's not, yeah, I wouldn't recommend it or anything, you know, (laughs) unless you just have to watch all of the films of Jamie Lee Curtis. Well, you got, you got to have some bad ones with the good ones, you know, for every evil dead, there's got to be a mother's boys, right? If you say so. (laughs) If we must. (laughs) So there you go. That's, uh, as far as, uh, Will and I are concerned, star and a quarter. And honestly, that kind of, jives with the uh usual aggregates that we look at a little bit maybe they're a little higher imdb it gets 5.4 out of 10 stars which you know honestly just unless it's total shit almost anything on imdb will get like 40 50 percent of the vote that's just you know because so many people vote on there there was no metacritic score but over on rotten tomatoes the tomato meter was at 43 percent, which that was high, a little higher than i thought that it would be but then again you know, if you're talking about critics, they might look at this a little bit more favorably than they would say the latest Jason flick, you know, so is what it is. The audience score though, was probably about where we are. It only gave 28%. So I think overall, you know, it jives with what you and I have said here. And, and then at some point we'll get, uh, 
you know, Donnie and Smoke's thoughts on it if they whenever they finally get around to watching it and we'll get their star rating. So as far as that part is concerned, we'll leave it there. Donnie didn't leave any uh connections from the crypt, although I, the obvious <laughs> one is the obvious one yeah. is connecting Jamie Lee Curtis to anything we've done Halloween wise, right? So this is where we normally do the the uh the kill count, which we're gonna do. And we also usually do the we've more recently we've started doing the highlight kill, which we're gonna do. But because of the way this movie plays out, we're just going to do them at once. Yeah, Jude fell. Yeah, so here's the uh, kill count. Kill. 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 Count. All right, so what's that, what's that high number there, Will? One. <laughs> and then, let's talk about the kill reel. Highlight kill. That one, is, yeah. <laughs> that one is the highlight kill. Uh, only if Grandma had bit it, maybe there'd be some competition. But no, Jude falling off the cliff is the only thing that happens in this movie. Look, I gave it to the frog if the frog wasn't already dead. <laughs> that was a more meaty kill scene. If, like you said, it wasn't already dead. It, it was. Yeah. As far as a gore score, obviously Smoke's not here to give it. But could, how much could he possibly give this? Maybe a one. You know, just for the little bit of blood you see with the kid getting stabbed and then a, and then a woman falling off a cliff. That's about it. So I would imagine it's a very low, low gore score for this. So, yeah, there we go. I think we've said all that needs to be said about this movie. So we're going to leave it there. And uh, happy Mother's Day out there to everyone. But before we uh, completely close the chapter on this episode, uh, we're going to talk about what we got coming up next week. Our latest Colt Corner episode episode 160 we're going to be watching rad from 1986 the story of one young man crew jones who has the intensity and desire to win a bmx race called hell track so (laughs) this is one of those classic like bmx you know uh, racing movies like you know you had a lot of these type of movies in the 80s but it would always be like skateboarding or biking or whatever the hell. And then there'd be some drama surrounding it or whatever. So this is one of the more, Nintendo, yeah. I mean, anything. Yeah. <laughs> this is one of the more classic examples of those type of movies from the eighties. This is a fairly popular one uh, that we're going to be doing on the next cult corner. So, uh, we got that also, like we set off the top, we've talked about it before, but just in case you haven't heard our big summer series, this summer will be called spook show summer disaster. The whole premise is we're going to be watching disaster movies, but not just like natural disaster movies, like apocalyptic events, alien invasions, monster attacks, all that type of stuff. Anything that like if this happened in real life, yeah, it's a fucking disaster. So <laughs> it all falls under that <laughs> umbrella. Uh, it, it, it will cover some of the stuff that we do over on YouTube, uh, some of the stuff we do over on Patreon, including Crapster Peace Theater. Uh, we're not quite ready to give you the whole slate and tell you exactly what we're going to be doing just yet. But just know that it's going to start on Memorial Day with a preview episode. So just a, a, a what? One, two, three, three weeks from today, as of the release of this episode, that's when it will kind of officially begin, or kind of unofficially begin, and then it will officially begin the following week on June fifth with the first movie that we're going to be watching. So we got we got lots of stuff uh, lined up, lots of big plans for uh, this this event. It'll go all the way through uh, late August. So. Pretty much the entire summer will be uh, tying us up with a uh, disaster fleet. So, looking forward to it. Something, something different for us. Something cool, uh, and we got lots of good selections 
uh, ready to go. So I guess that's it. So uh, for uh, Smoke and Donnie, who uh, were both out doing things and couldn't make it today, and for Will, I'm Josh. We are the All-American Spook Show Podcast, and we'll talk to you next week for Rad. <laughs>